Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Mark, it's good to have you back. Thank you. It's been it's nice to be back here in New Hampshire. I got to do a really amazing thing today. Oh, what was that? I wed Ian and Bonnie, the two Yay. hosts here from the show. Wait, like all three of you got married together? Yeah, I know. It kind of looks like that in some of the wedding <laughs> pictures, too. Um, but in fact, this is my third wedding that I've performed. And uh, so far, I'm three for three on them staying together. So you were the uh, the the uh, official. You officiated the I officiated the, the ceremony. The, the, right? the ceremony. The, yes, there the reverend, the uh, the captain, if you will, the MC, uh, the MC, yep. the, the dearly beloved. Yes. We are gathered here today. That All kind right. of thing. Yeah. All right. Did you do the and you may kiss the bride thing? I did. I told them just once. This is a family event, and then they proceeded to kiss several times. Uh, you know, they never listen. Ah, these kids today, <laughs> they get carried away with everything. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. I'm really happy to have done it. Um, I think they're a great couple and I'm, you know, I'm, obviously I wouldn't have flown up here on my own dime to marry just anybody. So. I mean, oh, wow. Wow. That but is special. Ian did buy me lunch. Well, that totally makes up for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's a really great flight from uh, Sarasota to Hartford yeah. uh, that I took and nonstop and it was nice. And plus I got to see some kind of uh, rocket launch out the window of the plane. So no better place to see it than Ooh, it, out uh, the window of the plane. Right. 30,000 cool. feet. Ro- I thought it was launch? a UFO. It, I mean, if you didn't know what it was, then it was a UFO, yeah. uh, but it was in fact a uh, rocket launch. At least that's what the pilot told us. It wasn't somebody like firing at you, was it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it didn't. It it went the other direction. So maybe we think marks on this plane. <laughs> maybe maybe it was after it passed us. I don't. Uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, well, that sounds awesome. And congratulations, of course, to Ian and Bonnie. You know, um, the what I've noticed today is is that the old thing where you don't wish a woman congratulations. Uh, from a wedding just is out the window it just doesn't happen anymore i, I didn't even know that was i'm a not thing. aware that this is yeah. a thing and i'm old so well um uh, yeah so the the sort of forgetful too so <laughs> uh, yeah the the etiquette gals out there will tell you that uh, you're supposed to say congratulations to the man because mm-hmm. he was lucky right he did well he um he, you know the woman on the other hand best wishes is what you give her because of course she <laughs> good luck she, she could have she could have had anybody right. is the uh the, the idea you don't want to make it seem like she couldn't and so that's how you do the, this the wishes this sounds really sexist <laughs> well it is that's why you distinguish between the sexes when you say it i don't know about anybody else but you know samuel L. jackson did a whole series of those Capital One commercials. Yeah. And, like, Samuel L. Jackson's kind of a scary dude. <laughs> like, you know, his voice is boisterous. He's kind yeah. of a big dude. And a large black man kind of yelling at you, right? Like, mm-hmm. what's in your wallet? Like, chill out, Samuel. <laughs> Here, take the cash, man. Leave me alone, you know? Like, I'm, I'm surprised they chose him for that particular series. I think it's because everybody likes him. It's just like, you know, I mean, it's I, I was... When I found out he was going to be Nick Fury in the Marvel movies, in the Marvel movies right. I was so excited because originally Nick Fury was Sergeant Fury in the Howling Commandos, right, right. Um, which was, of course, uh, an all-white crew. And then um, 
for you know, I guess it was early aughts, they rolled out the Ultimates, which was supposed to be a more real life version of the Avengers. Okay, and I of course ate it up, and it was great, um, delightful. But what they did, what they did in it is they changed Nick Fury because this is a whole different universe. Right. Um. So they changed Nick Fury from. A guy who has hair similar to mine, brown on top and gray on the sides. Um, by the way, ripped and uh, wearing a skin si- uh, skin tight leather suit with a uh, underarm holster. Sure. To um, you know Samuel L. Jackson. I mean, it literally all you have to do is look at the comic. Right. It's Samuel L. Jackson that they drew for it. Right. And this was before the movies. And then, of course, the Avenger movie come out. Um, Samuel L. Jackson calls up Marvel somebody there i'm sure he has connections and uh says hey mofos um (laughs) it's nick fury calling i want my part yeah and i don't even know if he had to audition frankly that was the audition that was it he does great in that role though samuel jackson calls just tell him he's got the part he just acted like samuel l jackson that's why they you know like because it's he he was so perfect for it that the artist decided that that's what was going to happen yeah and um you know nick and captain america said it in the first avengers film he's the spy's spy i mean like you know and and samuel l jackson just feels that way all the way through well and i enjoyed samuel l jackson as nick fury far more than i enjoyed samuel l jackson as a jedi knight in the uh i don't remember which star wars film it was it was several of them and he had the i like the purple uh blade yeah i but like he just doesn't he doesn't exude jedi warrior to me he exudes really i felt like he was really good in that role too really (laughs) this article comes from rt of all places Cannibal pleads guilty to eating grinder date. I just keep thinking of like a meat grinder. G R N D R, as in the app. Uh, is is this a uh, uh, an app for? It's a dating app. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, the American admitted he killed and dismembered the victim two years after initially pleading insanity. So apparently, you know, uh, insane people aren't prohibited from joining these dating apps. Well, I did hear before that eating human flesh does make you insane. Don't know if it's true, but I've I've heard this before. Don't you kind of have to be insane? To, you would think like, so. It would be a prerequisite. It's a chicken and the egg situation. <laughs> Wait, uh, speaking of the chicken and the egg situation, uh, there's a meme rolling around the internet that says, if you really think about it, egg salad is chicken salad. <laughs> mm, I guess it is. It's unfertilized uh, chicken embryos, right. so I'm not sure you could make that qualification. But I mean, it's funny. Right? It's funny. <laughs> now I like the idea that coffee is soup. Oh, it is kind of. It's broth anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's bean it's a broth. Bisque. Yeah. <laughs> Put some cream in there, and it's a bisque. <laughs> That's wow. right. That's even funnier. Yep. Interesting. What are you doing? I'm just having my morning bisque. <laughs> <laughs> I actually made a uh, chicken egg salad. With both? So, so, yeah, I had some hard-boiled wow. eggs, and I had some shredded chicken, and I had some mayo and mustard and some celery salt. And, Somehow you uh, managed to uh, violate the, uh, the the rules of the Talmud in ways that I haven't heard before. What are the rules? So um, the reason that uh, observing Jews don't eat cheeseburgers, not burgers, not cheese, cheeseburgers, okay. is because um, you don't boil the kid in the mother's milk which is some verse out of the talmud right not okay. not holy scripture yeah some kind of commentary on holy scripture that uh, you know is often revered and but of course the likelihood that the cheese 
that you're getting that you know the milk whence your cheese is made is from the same cow or the mother of the cow right. that uh you know you're you're having your burger is very slim right yeah so but i mean you know that's the reason they observe I mean, it. But your in- chicken salad has that same feel to it I was going to say, back in the day when people had smaller farms, I guess that would make more sense. But in the world of factory farming, I don't really see that being super likely. It does seem very cruel to boil the kid. Yeah, when you think about it that way, it's like, oh, well, that is kind of messed up. Who wants boiled meat? Yeah. Michigan native Mark David Latunsky has confessed to stabbing Kevin Bacon. (laughs) (laughs) All comes full circle. One degree. (laughs) Yeah, we don't need seven. We just need one. Uh, A college student and hairdresser half his age, whom he met on gay dating app Grindr before removing and eating his testicles. Oh. I haven't pre-read this, so this is all news to me, so... Uh, he pleaded, There's nothing wrong with us on radio. I mean, yeah, you know, uh, and plus, I don't think anybody cares anymore. The FCC even cares what happens on radio anymore. Well, right, but let's not tell oh, our listeners uh, no. that. <laughs> well, I just, I mean, the the last time anything happened was basically around the time that Janet Jackson's boob was uh, shown to the world, and then. You know, it was the Bush administration. Really, there's not been any sanctions of stations since then. I don't I'm not going to get on my show and and start, you know, cussing like a sailor. And by the way, I can probably cuss as well as any sailor. We could have a cuss off. (laughs) Not now, though. You, in fact, having been a sailor at one point. (laughs) I I did. uh, I did do some commercial fishing. It's true. The ex-convict the versus the sailor and a cuss-off. <laughs> the captain versus the uh, the sandwich. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, best I can tell, Captain, no sandwich has a chance around you. Well, I do like a good sandwich. It's true. <laughs> uh, anyway, so this guy, Mark David Latunsky, confessed to stabbing Kevin Bacon, apparently m- removed and ate his testicles. He pled guilty. In court on Thursday to charges of open murder and mutilation of a body two years after his lawyers initially sought an insanity plea. A hearing next month will determine whether Latinsky is convicted of first or second degree murder, both contained in the charge of open murder or manslaughter. While the 52-year-old could face life in prison, Latinsky's attorneys seemed more concerned about the implications of their client's change of plea than he did. Lawyer Mary Chartier, who had initially suggested suggested the insanity defense, told the court that while this is not an outcome that fellow defense attorney Mr. Kraus and I think is in Mr. Latunsky's best interest, we do have to follow Mr. Latunsky's wishes. Apparently he went to plead insanity and then changed his plea. Uh, And I'm just wondering now if, like, because the guy's name was Bacon, if he was like, I wonder wonder if it tastes good because bacon is flavorful. (laughs) You know, it was an honest mistake. <laughs> like I, I don't know what happened. I, I reached into the freezer to somehow I missed the part that the man that he made the man named Bacon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the South Park guys uh, in I think season two, uh, they released a DVD of season two, and in between each episode, they do a little skit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the skits they did was making bacon with Macon. Yeah, and it's, I've seen it's that. their rip off of a cooking show. So. Uh, Macon is a their pet pig, right? And then the two, Matt and Trey, uh, the creators of South Park, are like doing the cooking show thing. They're the cooks in the kitchen. And what they're making is uh, bacon lasagna. 
and it's like a layer of bacon and then some cheese and then some more bacon and then some lasagna noodles and then some more bacon and then some cheese. Sounds like it's going to be pretty oily. And then, yeah. And so then they bake it at 450 for, you know, I don't know, a half hour or something. And they go to the next episode. They come back from the next episode and they're like, okay, the bacon lasagna is done. And they take it out of the oven. And, you know, it's all very cooking show esque, right? They use all the same angles and the zoom in on the dish. And as they cut into it and serve it on a plate or whatever. The, the point is, is that they end up serving it to the pig. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So they, they made bacon eat bacon. Made? Well, I they, bet Macon went right for the they bacon. They offered it to him, and Macon, you know, definitely accepted their yeah. offer. So, yeah. Well, I raised pigs at one point. That's right. And had uh, one... Did one, you name any of them Kevin? We did not. I named them after <laughs> all after politicians. That's great. <laughs> it makes it, That's awesome. It makes the killing easier. Um, so, <laughs> we did... <laughs> Sounds like something Guar would do. <laughs> <laughs> the first batch was the senators, right? Mm-hmm. So I had uh, John McCain and uh, Rand Paul <laughs> and uh, Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer. That's and it, <laughs> I can't remember all of them. There were five total. Yeah. But it turned out that uh, John McCain was actually a Kelly Ayotte. Um, uh, you know, it just we didn't, didn't gender the pigs right. And so um, that's when we really got into it because we kept Kelly. We were unwilling to kill a female pig at the farm. And... But it was really fun, I gotta say, when you'd call, would put the slop out and you'd call and then uh, you'd say, Senators! And they'd just squeal, right? <laughs> this is the most exciting part of their day. Like they're wetting themselves. They're so exciting. <laughs> and they'd come galloping as, as much as overfed pigs can gallop um, to come to the trough. These animals were all hand-raised. for that matter. You, you don't. They'll take it, take it right this off and pull of back most, a nub. This is one of the most accurate politician <laughs> analogies I have ever heard. Yep. Because as soon as there's like some money or something around, all the politicians, <laughs> wee! Right, wee! You know, run right for it. Don't yep. put your hand in there. <laughs> I mean, it makes you wonder how a bunch of senators would react if you had a bucket full of uh, uh, milk and, and jelly donuts mixed together. Wow. That's what we served. They got organic vegetables from the local ashram uh-huh. and uh, whatever gas station donuts were left over that you people didn't eat. That <laughs> uh, they were delicious. <laughs> they loved them. Everybody, that, that's how the life was on the farm. Is, is, uh, it, everybody gets a donut every day, wow. and uh, it's, it's a great life and then one bad moment. All right. So returning back to the story of Latunsky and Bacon. Uh, Latunsky and Bacon were matched on Grinder and met at Latunsky's house for a date. The cannibal claimed Bacon told him he was suicidal, to which he responded he could help the younger man disappear and suggested using a knife. When Bacon supposedly said, do it, Latunsky stabbed him in the back of the neck and then slit his throat. Jesus. Suppo- supposedly to ensure he didn't suffer, before hanging him upside down and removing his testicles with the knife. Latunsky said he normally eats Rocky Mountain oysters and said instead of eating the ones in his freezer, he decided to use the testicles of Kevin Bacon. Michigan State Police Detective Sergeant James Moore testified. This is in Michigan, apparently. Yeah, apparently. Bacon's body was discovered in the basement of Latunsky's home in Bennington Township just days after the pair's fateful Christmas Eve rendezvous. Mm. I didn't know that this took place on Christmas Eve. So... 
the the one thing we will never know is whether the conversation with Kevin Bacon is accurate or not. Right. Right. And that's the big problem is you want to have this. I mean, if, if you're going, this is the difference between murder and manslaughter at the very least. Now, from a libertarian standpoint, a person should be able to help another person in their life. It's not your life if you can't end it. Right. right. It's it belongs to somebody else because ownership is about control. Right. And therefore, uh, you know, that's the whole idea. Now, as to whether or not I support it. Ugh, God, this is awful. But um, whatever the case may be, there was an interesting case probably a decade before this out of Germany where the guy did it. These two guys you know, did basically the same thing. But the guy was alive while the guy was doing it and kept consenting on video. What I think is interesting about this is this Latunsky character, first, two years ago, uh, pleads uh, insanity. Right. And I think I'm, I already believe that, right? Um, the guy's uh, consuming yeah. some other dude's testicles on <laughs> from Grinder, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, sounds crazy. I'm in. Well, I mean, he already likes Rocky Mountain oysters. Yep. I mean, you got them fresh right there. You might as well. It'd be a waste. I tried some for the first time. Uh, uh, I guess it was like two, three weeks ago, maybe like that. Um, yeah. I was in Honduras and we went to a restaurant and, you know, huevos de toro and that, you know, bull's testicles. Yep. And I'm like, well, if, if they said it was a specialty of the house, I can't miss this. Okay. And <laughs> it reminded me a lot of beef tongue. Okay. Um, honestly, not nothing particularly. I've tried, I've tried beef tongue. I'm like, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. it was okay, but I was just like, I'm never going to. I had this. pork heart. I've had a variety yeah. of these things, and you know, again, I wouldn't choose it. It's not my favorite thing, but yeah, I've had it now, and yay! Now Cross it off the list. Cross it off the list. Yeah. Well, uh, just to sort of, I, but I guess what I was talking about, excuse me, with the sure. um, uh, the insanity plea is, is then he retracts the insanity plea. Well. Insane people are known for a few things, but like, you know, a lot of things, but a few few things very specifically, like you can't trust what they say. When it comes to suicide, I just can't accept it generally. So um, to me, suicide is something you should think about a great deal oh, absolutely. for a long time. And if you're going to ask me, I'm never going to give, I'm never going to sanction it because there's right. people who love you. Right. And whoever you are, somebody loves you. Right. And- to you know, take your life, uh, your own life away from them. I feel is just too much. Yeah. Now I get it. You know, I'm not saying that there's not stories that I've read been like, like, okay, well, you know, that might be the one, but I'm not going to sanction it. You're not going to get sanction from me. And um, you know, so this uh, this whole idea that a person can decide to kill themselves in a short period of time, I think, is really misguided. Especially consider how many uh, suicides in at least this country are about uh, that alcohol is involved. Yeah. Alcohol is a big depressant and suicide seems like a much better idea when you're good and drunk than other ideas. And then, you know, you sober up, you may have a whopper of a headache, but you sober up. Well, and and all these drugs that people are taking now too, where the side effect is may, may have suicidal thoughts. Yeah. Like all the psych drugs. Really? That's a, what, why are you taking this in the first place if that's right. one of the side effects? I don't get this. It's well, not- then drugs on the street, a lot of people nowadays are on heroin, fentanyl, yeah. you know, crack cocaine, all these sort of things. And when Does that make somebody suicidal? 
It, it could just because it brings your life down to a point where you might be homeless. You're dependent on this drug. If you don't get it, you're really, really sick with withdrawals. And that can make people feel hopeless to the point. And then they feel like a burden to their families. It just snowballs until the point where they're like, I, I wish I was dead. But then they get clean. They go to detox. They go to treatment. And then they don't feel, you know, like they see the light at the end of the tunnel. Right. So people can have these suicidal and depressed feelings but they can go can away. Like their people, minds. They can change yeah. their minds and things can get better for them. So oh, I don't know. I read it at one point and I couldn't tell you what the number is off the top of my head. But it was a large percentage of people who have had suicidal ideation at some point in their life. And it, the evidence is, is that it just goes away after a little right, while. Yeah. And yeah. so, uh, you know, that's it, that's one of those things. One of the things I hate the most about gun ownership is that your gun is significantly more likely to be used by you on you. Well, and there is um, those statistics where typically men that are having suicidal thoughts, they have more success with their suicide attempts because they're going to use something more lethal, like a gun. Major, you say that you have a story equally as insane to this one. Is that right? Pretty damn close, Buck. Pretty damn close. All right, go ahead. if you want to hold me over, I'll tell you about the cannibalistic tribe of North America. Uh, let's you, just let's just go with this first one. Two days while they ate you. But anyway, so uh, this guy, he commits a particularly heinous murder. And I can't give you a location of they did not catch it. It was something I caught on the radio and I wasn't paying attention until it got interesting. You know what I mean? <laughs> so anyway, um, he stabbed this dude like 50 times. Okay. And... Uh, I'm thinking I'd be wore out after poking a dude 25, but that's just me. Um, so he goes into court and he goes on an insanity plea. And he says that he committed this murder for fear of public safety, as he thought the guy was a werewolf. <laughs> Sounds like an insanity plea in the making. Wait, wait, wait. Did this happen in London? I don't know. I like my werewolves with onions. But, uh, <laughs> I think the song is in, I think the song anyway. is Werewolves of London, not Werewolves and Onions. <laughs> werewolves of Onions. I made that up a long time ago. Werewolves with Onions. <laughs> I like it. No, he's a parody artist, also. <laughs> Great. But anyway, <laughs> um, like we need two of those on this call. <laughs> it gets even better. It gets even better. So he spends two years in a nut house, right? All right. And he gets out, and he's not even on probation or parole or nothing. Okay. Well, he signs on to this dating website, and uh, in his profile, he describes himself as an adventurer who's been uh, touring and traveling for the last two years. And the judge gets wind of this. And, oh, of course, all hell breaks loose right now. He's back on probation, and uh, the only thing he can use the Internet for is job search and whatnot. But uh, yeah, yeah. I thought it was pretty damn funny. I've often wondered, too, if, like, the uh, the werewolf and the Bigfoot were sort of the same mythos, mm. right? You know, because they're sort of yeah. similar in description, right? Right. If you read a description of the Bigfoot as far as the physical features, and then you read a description of the traditional werewolf, they're kind of the same thing. And there are some theories that Bigfoot are shapeshifters yes. or multidimensional creatures. And then there's, of course, uh, the Dogman, which is... 
essentially uh, somewhere between Sasquatch and a werewolf. Mm, I've never heard of that. Uh, it's it's the, the exact same tale as uh, Sasquatch, except uh, it's more like central Midwest. So yeah. Wisconsin, Michigan, Minnesota, Iowa, that area. Uh, the Dogman, that's where the Dogman myth is sort of uh, geographically located. But it's the same thing. It's the same as Sasquatch. It's kind of the same as the werewolf. Uh, what's the... The, the Mexican one. Uh, they have a name for... Chupacabra? Uh, Chupacabra, yeah. It's it's like almost the exact same story as that. So the um, the Yeti stories are based on a, a an actual primate that lived, um, you know, probably 10,000 years ago or something like that. I, I don't have anything right in front of me, but um, National Geographic wants to give me some information so that you, I can... You have uh, a laptop right in front of you. I'm trying to look it up, but I don't. Uh, I can't tell you what this creature is called uh, immediately. But I've done, done the research sure, yeah. in the past. There was a mountain monkey, right? An, an ape. Yeah. Um, it didn't have a tail, so monkeys have tails. And this creature existed some period of time ago, and it makes perfectly good sense that we'd come up with stories about it. Plus, you know, I mean, it wasn't even 150 years ago that you would see wild men in the woods regularly right you know in the united states uh, i mean there were many nomadic tribes of indians and you might see one hunting or something like that might be covered in skins the iroquois would wear skins yeah and so the yeti stories make a lot of sense and stories you know fables get passed down people people hear them now i love the bigfoot mythos and i would love there to be a north american a native north american primate I don't know that I believe the stories. I need to see more evidence, but I really like the idea. Yeah. And I'm open to it. You can you can bring me some evidence. I like the idea. But um, to me, it's just these sort of long-handed down ideas. And, re- and let's not forget that there were different hominids at one time, too. Imagine what it was like. You know, you've got these astrolopithic, or excuse me, these uh, uh, Neanderthals meeting the um, Homo sapiens right, yeah. and what they must have said what about the, each other. What's the other word I like? Zinjanthropus. That's I'm not a, sure. That's one of the uh, the ancient cavemen. Is one it? of the types, hmm. yeah. I just remember that word because I like to say Zinjanthropus. <laughs> it is a good one. It just sounds cool. Yeah. Leaders led from the front. Right. Um, kings were the first into battle. Um, you know, nobles were taught to fight their whole lives. And that's why they would kill so many guys in the battlefield because, you know, these were farmers that they're killing. Right. And so when we would use terms like leader and authority and, you know, these sorts of things, we would mean somebody who got their position through, you know, blood, sweat and tears. Right. They earned it. Yeah, yeah they- actually earned it. Well, and there's this uh, there's this thing in the in the corporate world too, where um, they have managers, right? And oftentimes uh, they will incorrectly uh, seek people with leadership qualities to become managers. And I find myself uh, when I'm involved in these you know corporate worlds from time to time, find myself reminding them that uh, managers are not leaders, in or not necessarily leaders. And leaders don't always make great managers. There's a distinct difference in those two things. Like a guy could be a great leader and a really terrible manager. Yeah, that's true. Right, uh, and vice versa. A guy could be a really good manager but a terrible leader. 
Right. Managers are making sure people get their work done and things like that, whereas right. leaders um, are making the work you know, making making people want to do the work, right. whatever it might be, or or competing with everybody else and like showing them how it's done and how it can be done the best. And I'd, I'd just like to posit to the audience here that the world would be a better place right now if our heads of state would be willing to fight other heads of state. In I, I advocate pitched, for that. You know, yeah, in, dual style. In, in, you know, in don't duel. bring all of us yeah. into it. Right. I didn't do anything. You don't bring the military into it. Just you know, have a good old. If Putin wanted those other those two uh, provinces of uh, Ukraine, why didn't he challenge Zelensky to, yeah. you know, long sword or short swords and uh, bucklers? And if Biden wants to support uh, either team, why isn't he over there himself wielding a gun or a hatchet or a whatever? Or, or at, at the very least, a blade laden wheelchair. Right. Yes. You know, there's a Black Sabbath song about this <laughs> called is, "War Pigs." War Pigs, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah, on their knees. One uh, of the one of the very best uh, anti-war ballads out there. I got another question about New Mexico. New Mexico has been big in the news here. There was a comment that came out from a politician in New Mexico. His name's Coy Griffin, and his comment was that the only good Democrat is a dead Democrat. Now, I watch Fox today. And I noticed they never brought that story up. Never. Now, if that was a Democrat that had said something like that, <coughs> excuse me, it'd be all over the news, wouldn't it? Don't you uh, think? Well, especially, Jerome, I'm, you're, you're I'm so sure. You're stuck in the uh, Democrat-Republican paradigm. Well, he Jerome, kind of is correct here, though. If that was think, said the other way around, it would be all over Fox News. Oh, look what the Democrats are saying. But it goes the same way where, you know. How, how much time did MSNBC spend on the guy that went uh, crazy and what was it? Uh, was it Minnesota and ran over the kid at 3 o'clock in the morning because yeah, he was a. Because they were, uh, it was Republican. Yeah, I saw that. They had that story on. Uh, but they did this is what slanted news looks like jerome and it's the you know you just pick how you want your slant yep are you calling fox fair and balanced slanted how dare you i think that that it's pretty clear that that's what they do this evening marks the beginning of the jewish new year many of you on this wonderful program that i adore especially nikki and the captain, Aww, thanks, who Gigi. I've admitted I crush on. Many of you are open and honest about being agnostic. I would like to extend to all the wonderful hosts that teach me things, that contribute to my intellectual stimulation, and I want to also extend this to the listeners out there because I value other people's opinions who call in. I might not like them. I might not agree with them. But the fact that people can call in comfortably and be tolerated and treated with courtesy on this program means a lot to me. I want to wish everybody good health for my Jewish New Year. And that's why I'm calling. Thank you. Thanks, Gigi. That's great, Gigi. Was, Absolutely. Was there anything and else you want to talk about? The wonderful work. <laughs> we have this other story here from the Daily Mail, and the headline reads: "It's a pretty long headline." Uh, they do that at the Mail. Yeah. Uh, I really get them going. Mormon mom who was shunned by the church after being outed as an OnlyFans star claims she is now an online mistress to religious husbands who pay to have virtual sex with her. 
And there are some spicy pictures on that article of her. So the bullet points here. Holly Jane, 39, from California, has claimed married Mormon and Catholic fans are paying her for virtual sex on OnlyFans, saying she is their online mistress. The mother of four. I don't know what virtual sex is, but I know what a cam girl is. Yeah. Um, and I'm it assuming sounds like re- that's what it is. Re-bra- rebranding. Yeah, yeah, that's my assumption as well. The mother of four makes $45,000 per month. Can't knock the hustle. Posting yeah. on the subscription site. Uh, maybe I should get a home. <laughs> I, I, that's, that's good coin. She recently revealed that a fellow churchgoer snitched on her antics to their local bishop, and she was forced to choose between the church and her career. <laughs> well, the church ain't paying you almost 50 grand a month, so. <laughs> yeah, I think she's going to live in sin for a while longer. I yeah, want to know about the elder that had to do this investigation. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Well, I guess I'm going to have to <laughs> look up this site and... <laughs> Right. See this naked woman, whoever she is, because yeah. there was definitely going to be a naked woman at the end of the investigation. Yeah. It just was, was it Holly James or not? Right. Also, who is the fellow churchgoer that it's just snitched. stumbled upon right. her? Oh, you just yeah. stumbled upon her OnlyFans? Oh, sure. I, I caught my son browsing some porno. Yeah. And yeah. like, sure. oh, lo and behold, it was Molly Jane. Or, yeah. or Holly Jane, sorry. Anyway, uh, Holly said she was shunned by the Mormon church after refusing to give up her OnlyFans account. I believe Nikki's been asked to start an OnlyFans account on multiple occasions and has from, turned down from the office. chat chat members on this yeah. show. Where is the chat? <laughs> I, I'm not watching it today. But where is it? What's the... Chat.freetalklive.com. Chat.freetalklive.com. Uh, so this girl, Holly, did start an OnlyFans account. Apparently, she makes 45000 bucks a month. Maybe I should start one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how your job goes first. But, right. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. At least you got backup, right? Yeah. You know? 45k a month is compelling i love a good side hustle you know <laughs> that's uh, well that's a front hustle a side hustle a back hustle a yeah they're gonna want to see all your hustles if you're hustle, going to only fans are making forty five thousand a month bottom hustle it's, <laughs> right. it's all those hustles uh she recently revealed that a fellow churchgoer snitched on her and she was forced to choose between the church and her career so guess which one she chose i wonder <laughs> smart hmm. girl so I guess my question would be, what do you think about this, Captain? You decided to bring this uh, in here. I mean, it seems like the obvious thing is, is here's a pretty lady making forty five thousand a month. Look, she's I mean, who's doing something that's incongruous with uh, you know the church, and there's certainly a, a level of um, of. Well, what do you call it? Just a sort of hip- hypocrisy in the church. Well, we had to go find your page. He's Look over there watching page. the videos. I, right. I'm watching her jiggle right now. That's what I'm doing. So, and technically, I'm the one that brought it in. Yeah. It's, and it's okay. because I'm pretty jealous. Not going to lie. What are you jealous about? That she's making the kind of money? Yeah. And she's hot, too. For 39, she's, an attractive she's woman, yeah. very attractive. Yeah. yeah. She also does have that you have sort the, of... You have age on her, though. I got to say. That, yeah, that gives you a big advantage. Youth. Yeah, yeah got she's the, got, got youth. youth. And, and that's, it's valuable. Uh, this girl does have what I like to call psychotic eyes. <laughs> she does have crazy eyes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so. Now I got to look. You know what? The jiggling didn't interest me at all, but I got to see the psychotic yeah, go, eyes. Go ahead and pop over here. I'll keep talking about her. Uh, you can see the psychotic eyes right here. <laughs> Mark, Mark, psychotic Mark, eyes Mark plus schoolgirl outfit. Oh, right. I, I mean, she's milfy, right? She's not, yeah, you know, she's, she's an attractive woman she's, she's who looks crazy. <laughs> You know, she she's shapely. 
and uh, a little further down, Mark, there's like a little gif of the video. And she's she diggles in the right places. <laughs> no. You know what I'm saying? Holly explained that married men sign up for her account because their partners aren't putting out anymore. Oh. Saying, in a way, they're cheating, but virtually. Is, I don't it, think, is it cheating, though? I don't think it is. Um, I, you know, in my opinion, cheating is a thing. And I, to define other things as a thing is duplicitous. I think you and whoever you're with, if you agree to be monogamous, whatever that agreement is. Right. You, you can you, cheat on that relationship, but yeah. You all need to decide what cheating is or isn't for yourselves. Some people have different definitions. I had a girlfriend once who said, uh, you know, if you even think of being with another woman, you're cheating. Dear God. I, but that's and kind like, of like impossible, yeah, right? Like, I, you can't Jesus. control what your brain does. Mm. Like like the time when I was, you know, I don't know, 12 and I was riding my bike and I saw a bikini clad girl, you know, jiggling in the all the right places. And I, I was staring at her and I, bam, ran right into a stop stoplight. How many... Uh, how many senseless acts of violence have been committed while people are just watching uh, attractive women walk? I've the seen car accidents <laughs> happen. Oh yes, of that, it right? happens. You know? like, <laughs> honey, you got to think about this before you wear that. <laughs> could kill people. You could get people to have died. Apparently, she's a mother of four, shunned yep. by her church after they discovered her OnlyFans account, cashing in on a Mormon mistress on the site, claiming. I- Married Mormon fans are paying. I wonder what her husband, or I, she might not be married still, but she has children. I wonder. Her husband is saying, cha-ching. I mean, at, 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 he's taking half it, of her money and he's over well, at the titty club. I, I know people who will take pictures of their significant others to put it on OnlyFans. Yeah, I have sure, heard of, but I want half, you know, whatever. Yeah, I've heard, uh, I've, I've heard the same sorts of stories and all I can say is, is that, you know, your jealousy drops after a few years, you know, you're not trying to, whatever, I've seen it. Um, other people can look too. Yeah, do you want that new house or not? Right, 45000 a month, it's not many uh, months before you've paid for the house. Yeah. She has. And I, I imagine that when I'm looking at these, you know, uh, by the way, you like, you like one attractive woman doing a dance on Instagram and yeah. The whole thing is no longer puppies, right? It's just right. all chicks and bikinis. Yep, the algorithm changes quick. <laughs> right. Um, but, I mean, I see some of these attractive women, and I'm like, your husband's taking these pictures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm de- definitely, for sure. So, uh, about OnlyFans, it seems like so many people during the pandemic, so many women during the pandemic just sort of dropped out of their you know, online job, or their, their job, and created this, and now they're just making money being beautiful. I specifically wanted to hear from my spirit host about his recent globetrotting and successes and failures in his efforts. I assume you're talking about Mark Edge, and I assume you're talking about his, what do I call it when you go? Gallivanting. Gallivanting, yes. Thank you. Well, um, I recently came back from hitting my 50th state. I went on a cruise with uh, my mother and my son, and uh, we had a great time. Got to see Alaska, which is well seen from a cruise ship because you know those glaciers are amazing by the way they're disappearing and you need to go see them um the so it was nice to get 50 states in and now i've and and i by the way i bought jack a little display of all 50 state flags he's really into flags 
and so he's put his in, and he's at forty something. I don't know what his oh, number is, okay. but uh, you know, he's he was excited to play with the flags. And then on the the cruise ship itself, they had a visual trivia flags of the world, and I'm like, oh boy, they had no idea the ringer that I'm going to bring to this one. And, <laughs> and, and I brought Jack, and there were twenty questions, and then a bonus question. He got all of them right. Wow. And so did this other kid who was called like a hyper savant or something his mother uh, referred to him as. But I mean, I should say kid. He was a young man, uh, probably in his early 30s. And, sure. um, you know, so the two of them both got tote bags. Ah, indeed. Well. Yeah, it was, a, it was a fun time. And prior to that, I've been uh, basically in Honduras. I've chosen that as the place where I'm going to try to build a freedom community. The reason is, although they have undermined the Zeti legislation, mm-hmm. it is down but not out and may come back in some form or another. Uh, it is home to two interesting ZAs and the third one I don't know that much about. Um, and those are called Prospera at Prospera.hn. That's the website, Prospera.hn. It's not Prospera. Well, you can say it how you want, oh, but that's I, how they say it. Okay. Um, and then there's Morazon.city, Morazon.city. And both of these are, you know, under the ZA legislation, which is somewhat tenuous at this time. Well, I tend to agree with you, Mark, when you say that it's, you know, different people have different things that they need to be happy and feel free. And I don't think New Hampshire has that for every single person in the world. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, I, I think it would be naive to think that everyone would be happy well, and I've in been, New Hampshire. I've you been know? of the opinion that, uh, I, you know, I enjoy New Hampshire far I more. I love New Hampshire, yeah. Far more than I enjoyed Washington State, for example, uh, with the lack of laws that they have here com- by way of comparison, uh, the freedom that I have here by way of comparison uh, to that place. So, in in my opinion, I've upgraded my, quote, freedom, unquote, by moving here. Uh, now, I am also an ardent supporter of people around the world desiring freedom. There's a market sure. for freedom. And uh, as evidenced even just within the United States by friendly uh, competition online, because there's freedom-oriented people who are moving to Texas, freedom-oriented people who are moving to Florida, freedom-oriented people who are moving to New Hampshire, right? Each for their own different reasons, because like you say, like one place cannot fulfill the desire for freedom for everybody in every way. So I'm really curious what one gets out of Texas that they don't get out of Florida. That's I'm a good question. Curious. Probably I mean, better barbecue. I'm trying to be. Uh, well, yeah, if you think that your barbecue should be rubbed rather than sauced, um, but, well, and some people believe uh, still that uh, Texas is the only state in the union that has it written into their constitution that they can secede from the union at any well, time. Well, they and, haven't though. I, I agree. And they're not even close to I'm not saying it. you don't have good arguments. I'm just saying that people have, like... I'm not interested in what could happen in a state, and this is the thing about New Hampshire and Texas. About them. No, no, I just want to say this, is that I'm interested in the freedom that I can get in a place now and today. And that's one sure. of the things that I'm trying to design my whole web presence around, is, is you know, I got really lucky. I, uh, you know, I, I got a bunch of money, and I manage a bunch of money for um, a, a couple of organizations. Yep. And... I'm doing pretty well, and I can do live the life I want to live. I'm a supporter of all of these different things, right? If there's somebody somewhere else, not even in the United States of America, like what you're doing, you're doing something you do. Uh, you were doing something in the Marianas Islands, and now you're doing something on a Honduras. I support all of that work because you're right. 
freedom means different things to different people. And so you should, as an individual, seek out whatever that means to you. Now, does that mean that something like the New Hampshire freedom migration is right for you? I don't know. You got to make up your own mind. Does that mean moving to Honduras is right for you? I don't know. You got to make up your own mind. So I think what the caller was kind of asking you with regards to the Mariana silence was you were really loud, if you will, and consistent about this is where we need to go. This is the thing that you I need said to that do. this is the freest place in the United States. Yes. So why did you change your mind about that now compared to doing the thing you're doing now in Honduras? So what, what, what changed to make you decide that this other location was better for you and like people that you, know, you care about? So COVID hit and the Marianas reacted basically like every other South Pacific island did, which is lockdown. I got out on the second or third to last flight off the island for weeks. Yikes. And it, you know, there's just, you know, I just didn't want to be on Alcatraz, um, whether, whether it was a free Alcatraz or not. And, you know, their, their sort of culture is the, the way they are is, and one of the things that makes it really nice is that they're not the kind to question the government about wearing masks and, vaccines and these sorts of things Mm. and by the way they had an outbreak of covid when they had a population a vaccinated population in the neighborhood of 98 percent they had a i mean you know like this you know so uh, i mean you can see how difficult it would be to a avoid the vaccine and b speak out against it yeah you know it just you know and to me it just didn't seem like the right place at the time I'm pretty much out of a job indefinitely due to weird medical stuff, even though I'm totally fine. I pretty much fainted like four weeks ago, and I'm fine, but it's hard getting back to work. So I'm just working odd jobs and focusing on the books. Um, so if anybody has interesting jobs that I could do, it, I'm sure that's appreciated. And obviously the books, if you just go to Amazon and look up Alu Axel, you can find my books. And obviously purchasing and reviews are super appreciated. Um, I'm publishing Station and Staff in like a week or two, hopefully, and that's going to be awesome. Nice. Um, the thing I really wanted to call about today was about uh, Narcan. You guys were talking about it last night. I didn't get a chance to call in um, in time last night. So I'll give you the basics of Narcan, uh, the background of us for the last seven years, EMS for 12 years. Um, uh, naloxone, brand name Narcan, is, is uh, opioid antagonist. So I think you guys were, were talking about agonist and antagonist. It pretty much it goes into the opioid receptors in the brain and it blocks it so that it can't be filled and stimulated by um, any opioids from heroin to fentanyl and everything else. Okay, so it's um, a blocker, basically? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It just blocks it. Um, now, people say it's super safe and has no side effects, which is totally true, 100%, but also not true, because even though it's 100% safe and now cops have it and it's deregulated, which I agree with politically, obviously, um, but cops have it and lay people have it, um, they should be aware that there are technical or uh, theoretical side effects, because if you give it and it wears off in five minutes, whereas the heroin doesn't wear off for five hours they can still od and turn around and then they overdose exactly right so Um, if you took a thimble full of fentanyl um the narcan's not going to save you no a lot of times people will need multiple doses of it and a thing an important thing to recognize is you can send someone into instant withdrawals because they're not getting that high anymore so withdrawal is is horrifically unpleasant and or they might kill you um yeah yeah. they they wake up swinging Yeah, and they vomit very often, especially with Narcan for some reason. But the big thing is, is I've seen this, is, is Narcan, depending how you give it IV and by availability and, and the other route and all the other stuff, it, it could have a half-life of 5, 10, 20 minutes. So if they have a lot of opioids in their system or just something uh, longer half-life, you give it, you turn around, you think they're fine, and the ER nurse turns around because they're fine, 
and then it wears off, and then the opioid takes back over the receptors, and then they die. Beep. So, in a weird way, Narcan can't kill you, but it can kill you because you're going to, you know, get a false sense of security. So, yeah, exactly. Interesting things about it. You just listened to the new extended Free Talk Live Daily Digest. We felt this format was more appropriate for our podcast audience and decided to make it our official podcast. If you subscribe to the Daily Digest or full episode RSS feeds, please resubscribe to the main FTL podcast feed, which you can find at feeds.freetalklive.com. The other feeds rely on a third-party service, and though they'll have the same content, we can't be sure how long they'll stay online. If you still want the entire radio show, you can listen live every night from 7 to 10 Eastern at freetalklive.com. Full video archives are at video.freetalklive.com or tune into our 24-7 stream for the latest show at listen.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live's amps will continue to receive the full two-hour radio show with no recorded commercials via podcast through Patreon. So please join amps.freetalklive.com for just $5 a month. Thank you for listening to and sharing Free Talk Live.